devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. God is dead! Eighty-five percent of the teenagers in high school have been exposed to hardcore Satanism. Jesus wants me to live an abundant human life. Satan's pretty cool. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fake Ritual, the podcast, your guide to pop culture and the occult. I'm your host, Lucas Sloppy, and if you're joining us for the first time, let me do my best to tell you what this podcast is all about. The show features casual conversations with a variety of guests from a variety of backgrounds. And together, we do our best to explore pop culture with an occultist's eye, so to speak. And when I say pop culture, I mean in the grandest sense, from reality TV to junk food, from horror movies to Disney films, We do our best here to include any and all things that could be interpreted in any way to involve the occult. And when I say occult, I mean it also in the broadest sense of the term. From hauntings to cryptids, from ritual magic to aliens, just anything that doesn't quite fit in the category of science nor religion and is kind of just a hidden world lurking just behind that pop culture we find ourselves consuming on a regular basis. But anyways, on to this week's guest, Dr. Amber Epps. She is the co-founder of Arts and Crafts Botanica and Occult Shop located here in Pittsburgh at 4901 Penn Avenue. This was a really fun conversation and the first time the two of us talked. Dr. Epps brought her expertise to Fake Ritual and we are extremely grateful for it. We get into it over a wide range of topics and I had a really good time chatting and I hope she did too. But enough about me and enough about the show. Let's get to my conversation with the experienced and insightful magical practitioner, Dr. Amber Epps. Well, I am honored to be sitting here with hip-hop artist, hedge witch, and co-founder of Arts and Crafts, Botanica, and Occult Shop here in Pittsburgh. It's Dr. Amber Epps. Hello. Hey, hey, how are you today? Good. Uh, well, I usually start off with an icebreaker. Uh, have you been consuming any pop culture lately? 
Well, no, I guess maybe kind of. I just got on TikTok. <laughs> oh wow! Yes. Okay, that's that's a little more. And than I kind. figured out how to use it. So, yeah, I'm excited. Any any uh, users that you recommend giving a follow, or have you not got that far? I don't know yet. I just go on there and there are all these videos and I don't know where they come from. They just <laughs> pop up and they're very loud. And I'm like, how do I turn the sound off? I just, I only want to hear the ones that I want to hear, but I don't, I haven't gotten that far yet. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. like videos and there's cats and dogs that do <laughs> funny things. This is great. <laughs> yeah, I have yet. To, uh, it's very intimidating, the idea of getting that app, because I probably would feel exactly the same way. It would make me feel <laughs> much older than I actually am. Well, co-founder of Arts and Crafts Botanica and Occult Shop. Tell the listeners about the shop. So we've been there, it will be five years in September, which is a very long time <laughs> when we're talking about small business. Um, we've grown uh, a lot since we started, but we have um, a variety of sp uh, products for many different types of spiritual practices that you know many people would consider non-traditional or um, informal. And, you know, we try to have something for everybody and even people who aren't necessarily involved in spiritual practices. Maybe you just like incense or maybe you just need a candle. Um, we get a lot of people who are coming in looking for a gift for a friend or, you know, oh, my friend just moved to a new house. I want to get them something. So we really have somebody for everybody, um, whether you're interested in the occult or you have certain spiritual practices or you're just interested in nothing but incense and candles. Yet do and we have the largest incense selection in the city. Whoa, that's a big get. And I will challenge anybody to that. <laughs> have you noticed as of late, like a resurgence of interest in occult practices? I feel like I've seen it more, but it also might just be because I'm becoming more interested in occult practices. Yeah, I I want to say yeah. Um... It's I, I don't know if it was because of the pandemic, you know, people were looking for something else, you know, something that they might have felt a stronger connection to or made them feel like they had a connection to something that they otherwise didn't or, you know, just trying to find something more within themselves. But sometimes, you know, you know, people getting more involved in these things is related to what they see on TV and in the movies, which isn't always a bad thing because it can spark an idea in somebody that's like, you know what, I've, I kind of identify with that or it resonates with me, even though it's like um, cheesy movie stuff um, and it causes them to investigate and they might find, wow, like this is something that I have felt my whole life, but I didn't realize it was related to this. Yes. Yeah, so along those lines, what, what do people get wrong? From these pop culture things oh well <laughs> there's there's a few things people I'm get sure. wrong but specifically in relation to pop culture I, I, I can't say this is directly related to pop culture but I'm, I'm just gonna start there um, people seem to think that there's like a um, like a scripted way to get into quote-unquote this whatever this is and so we do get a lot of people who come and say I'm new to this and I don't know where to start. And I'm, my first question is always, well, what is this? You know, what are you referring to when you say this? And um, it's not like 
there's a book that contains all of quote unquote this and or you know it's here's the beginner book here's the intro to this like you know when you take art history you have art history one <laughs> and then you have art history two it doesn't it doesn't work that way um and a lot of people don't don't realize that so i just say well you know what what are you drawn to what resonates with you let's try to start there because eventually you'll end up down the rabbit hole and you'll encounter all the other things but you can't you can't eat the whole elephant at once do you think there is a is there a type of person that comes in no you and my partners and i actually talk about this that that we can't put a type on the people that come in like there's People and you're like, I would have never thought that a person who looked like that or dressed like that would come in here and buy all these things. So we over the last couple of years, like we just laugh and we're like, wow, you literally have you have no idea. You have no idea, Any... which is really cool because, you know, it just shows you that, you know, this is maybe more widespread than people think it is. You just can't tell by by looking at someone what what they practice or what they're interested in. Have you ever run into people that are uh, especially skeptical, like bordering on aggressive? Or do those people tend to just avoid the shop altogether? No, we get some of those people. Um, <laughs> well, we get we have a couple a couple types, the non-friendly types. We get you know the the people that are super into church who stand outside and yell that we're all going to hell and stuff like that we have that we have people who come in and we uh, we laugh about this too we don't know what it is that they see when they come in but they come in and they look and they just run out and we're like did they just steal something because <laughs> oh, they they no. left really fast and but they like they just look real freaked out and then they go and then we'll get people who come in and say is this devil worshiping and i said well i actually don't even believe in the devil like that's not part the devil doesn't exist in my practice so i can't worship something that doesn't exist in my world um and then there's the people is this demonic why do you have these skulls and i said well do you because we have some um peruvian mountain goat skulls that are just for decoration um and and he said well, why, why do you have these skulls i said well you have a skull right are you demonic yeah <laughs> let's think about that and then there's the people that go, does this stuff really work? And I'm like, well, legally, I'm not allowed to tell you yes. That's that's where, I mean, because legally, we're not allowed to say that. And I did have somebody say, like, come on, just like as a friend, does it work? I said, well, a friend wouldn't ask me to, like, put myself in a weird legal position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, so as far we, as... We encounter many different types. Of, it, it's definitely interesting. It's fun. I bet, yeah. That's got to be good for maybe even your own beliefs. Do you find it helps you sort of narrow in on your beliefs or maybe change your mind about things, having uh, either detractors or new people picking your brain? Um... Well, it, you know, I'll say this, that I don't mind answering people's questions at all because, you know, I feel like most people ask questions that are valid. They genuinely want to know. They're not trying to be rude or weird or anything like that. And you know, I'm, a, I'm a teacher. And so, you know, it's in my nature to want to help people and share information. So I'm definitely more than willing to do that because everybody has to start somewhere. But we're, we've also become very good at telling when someone's just trying to, 
like test us mm-hmm. or pick at us or be snarky and we kind of return the favor. Oh, I like that. Yes. Well, as a teacher, I know you have two doctorates. What yes. What are those in? The first doctorate is in information systems and communications and the second one is higher education, higher and post-secondary education. Now, I always find this interesting because like you're saying, people asking, you know, does this work? This sort of empirical mindset that everyone has, you know, there Mm -hmm. has to be tested and results and then you can say yes or no. So (laughs) being steeped in academia, which is rife with that sort of thinking, have you ever found a conflict between what you learned through school and higher education and your belief systems? Um, well, there's a conflict, but it doesn't create an issue for me because I know, you know, things in school are often very like it's a methodical or empirical, you know, if you, if you put this with this, it creates this definitely, you know, if you put two with one, you definitely get three. Um, but when we're talking about, um, meta, the metaphysical world, you know, there are many factors that come into play and it's not always something you can just put your finger on and say, yes, it's absolutely this. And it's absolutely going to do this at this specific time. Yeah, a lot of experimenting. And it's just, you know, you just, yeah, and, and patience and <laughs> and also um, accepting the fact that just because you want something to happen, it may not be for you or it may not happen when you want it to happen because, you know, there are higher powers involved, other forces, you know, the universe, energy, things like that, that, that come into play. And ultimately, that higher power, the universe, energies, they really know what's best. And so, you know, if I say, well, I'm going to put this oil all over my body and because I want a, I want a Maserati sitting outside when I leave my house to go to Costco. And then I walk outside and there's no Maserati. Psh, this oil doesn't work. Yeah. Like, because well, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, there is. Or, you know, oh, I really miss my ex and blah, 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 and so I really want him to come back, but he's not good for me. Yeah, there's. So. You know, I can use these things and then it, he may not come back, and I'm, it, but ultimately in the long run, it's what was best for me. Yeah, I, I appreciate that more in kind of occult practices writ large over what I learned growing up religious. There definitely seems to be a, you are allowed to ask for what you want and even encouraged to work mm-hmm. towards what you want. But yeah, there's not this sort of, to use a funny phrase to describe it, this magical thinking that is rife in religious circles sometimes of, you know, you just ask yeah. daddy, God, what you want. <laughs> and like, that's it. And then you go outside and there's your Maserati and you're going to Costco. <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, you just said something too about, you know, working for it because sometimes people, they want, they want things to come to them. They want things to happen, but they don't realize that they sometimes have to do work on themselves or there's things that they need to do to clear blockages or to kind of change a situation a little bit first before that thing can come into their life or you know we also get things like uh, for example one person emailed me and said well you know I'm in love with this woman and her ex is abusive and he just won't leave her alone and I need a spell and I said no you need to call the police yeah yeah that's that's what you need to do. <laughs> like it's not that's this is not my that's not mm-mm. 
It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, there is. We still live in a real world. Mm-hmm. My here and another one. My neighbor keeps calling. I guess code enforcement or something on me because my grass is high and I have standing water that you know can collect or attract mosquitoes and I I want to do something to stop her and I said well ma'am just cut your grass <laughs> like I'm as dead <laughs> like I'm just like I can't believe I'm on the phone saying this cut your grass yeah like that's the... then she'll stop <laughs> <laughs> oh I love that. Members of satanic or occult groups share common traits, such as an interest in old occultic forms of religion and worship. The desire to perform certain bizarre acts that society condemns. Belief in the ability to control magic for personal gain. Mind control, or the power to force others to act out whatever is commanded of them. This being a pop culture and a cult podcast, uh, we talked a little bit before the show about your relationship with pop culture, and I found it interesting that you chose mm-hmm. to use the word scary. So I asked you about pop culture. You said, yes. eh, I, I dabble a little bit, but it's kind of scary. What did you mean by that? Um, <laughs> well, it's scary because, uh, I'll just say, we're being force-fed um through media through many different types of media that that to tell us what it is that we should like and what we should consume and so there are you know people and organizations that have a lot of money that can get into the media to force feed us these things which ultimately you know causes us to spend money that goes right back into their pockets for them to continue to force feed us these things that you know they're convincing us that that we should like and that's scary to me because it takes away you know, people's, you know, disability to go, you know what, I don't think I care about the Kardashians, you know, why should I, you know, I mean, a lot of people do think that, obviously, but, but it was force fed to us that basically we need to care about what these people are doing, and these people who have no idea who we are, they don't care about us, but we're putting money back in their pockets so they can continue to be, you know, quote unquote, better than us while we're still scraping for pennies. Yes, celebrity worship seems to like with the there seems to be a downgrade of you know religious people in the country at least according to statistics, but yeah, it seems to coincide eerily with this celebrity worship. They just... Yeah, there. I mean, there are some aspects of pop culture that I that I think are fun, like some of these videos that go viral. You know, I've shared them with my students in the past that I just I think are hilarious. Um, like there's I don't know if you've ever heard of drinking out of cups. Oh yeah, the with the yeah with the little lizard. lizard. Oh my! I love him so much. (laughs) I've been watching that for years, and it makes me crack up every single time. Yeah, listeners, please put that chair over there. (laughs) (laughs) That's not my chair. No way. That's not my chair. (laughs) (laughs) I love seahorses. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's like instant like. Once someone mentions drinking out of cups, I'm like, uh, okay, we're 
we are friends. They're now. in. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will now yeah, be messaging you. Like, a, you will now be getting messages from me every so often that are just quotes from. And listeners, just type into just YouTube. Quotes from Drinking Out of Cups. Yeah. Drinking Out of Cups. I mm. think it was, I think it's the guy was, I think it's Liam Lynch. He was behind, like, I the. Think- the 90s show Syphil and Ollie, the like sock puppet show. Uh, very okay. silly show. But I, I'm i probably getting this kind of wrong, but I at least know that was someone on acid, I heard. They were like in a closet. That's a, yeah, something like that. And just, <laughs> yeah. and if you've done any psychedelics, I can relate to like your brain is just going places and it sounds like he's reacting. And I think that's why it's so funny to yeah. me because I'm like, I can relate to this. Uh-huh. That's why it's so funny. <laughs> well, the one line, uh, little kid in the back going fucking crazy. Oh, he's like, he's going with the balloon going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, pop culture sometimes. That one wasn't force fed to us, though. That one we found. No, no. So there's there are different layers to pop culture. There's like mainstream and then there are subcultures. And so as I get older, I kind of enjoy watching the subcultures of the quote unquote youth um, that a lot of times their what becomes their pop pop culture is them um, basically defying mainstream pop culture. Yes. 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 I I can. I enjoy, you know, pop culture that's kind of created organically and not not the force fed kind. Yeah, along the same lines as pop culture, what what role do you think imagination, storytelling, fiction have in magical practices? Um, well, I think if you're if you're participating in magic, you you probably are good with made up stories, <laughs> just because like you the just because there's a lot of creativity when it comes to magic, and especially. You know, most of us grew up being told that that's not real, but we obviously felt that there was something about it that was real enough for us to pursue it, even if it's later in life. But I think that, you know, people that do participate in in the magic are probably just, I mean, obviously more open-minded. They're probably more creative. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I've always, just when I was growing up, watching movies and shows that had, like, witches in them, even if they were, you know, quote-unquote bad, I always identified with them, and I could empathize with them. And I'm like, well, I can understand why she did that, and I'm actually not mad that she fed that person a poison apple, because that person seemed like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> not a big Snow White fan, huh? I mean, I could, she was probably, you know, jaded. Yeah, she's just. I get it. She was kind of yeah, just stringing those dwarves along, you know, <laughs> like in a way, you know, like they were in love with her, and she, she didn't stop them. Right? She didn't tell them. Hey. Oh, we should cancel Snow White. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you heard it here, folks. Snow White, gone. <laughs> Canceled. Uh, I do love that scene where the the evil evil queen is becoming the hag. And that whole, like, mm-hmm. dipping the apple. And I usually ascribe it to, like, I have dipped my toe in degrees of Satanism. You know, at least just the idea of mm-hmm. embracing the other, uh, looking at the antagonist and relating, realizing we have some of that in us. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that scene in Snow White, uh, 
just kind of thrills me to see someone just embrace their bad and use it in a, I guess, a creative way, making that poison apple. Right, because it really, if you think about it, um, if you are the the evil queen, Snow White is your antagonist. So it's just about perspective. It's just the way that they tell the story. And I mean, it's the same thing we see, you know, just in, um, you know, with the the things going on lately in this country, you know, we have the cops and the people and, you know, everybody has their own perspective and each party is each other's antagonist. Yeah. Uh, translating that sort of to magic, do you believe in good and evil? Right and wrong, this, this <sighs> black and white perspective. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's black and white. I think, you know, ethics comes into play, and I, I, I'm just a very strong believer in, like, well, why are you doing that? Is, mm. that the best, is that the best choice to make? What are the consequences going to be? Are people going to be affected by this that you didn't intend to be affected by it? So good and evil is, like, those are, like, weird terms to me. Um, just like people say, oh, I practice light magic or dark magic or, it's like, well, you need, you can't have one without the other. So to me, it's all part of the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I can do something that I think is good, but somebody else can be like, no, no, that's evil. You know, the people outside the shop screaming that we're going to hell think we're doing evil, but it's, it's their perspective. Yeah. And it's a lot of what I've heard best put performative holiness. Like a lot of, at least the loudest Christians, forget that Jesus hung out with lepers and, you know, sex workers and the, the outcast, Mm -hmm. the, you know, criminal, the, they, they seem to conveniently forget that Jesus was not squeaky clean. Yeah, and I mean, well, and also just to go back to good and evil now, if you're just like going around stabbing people... (laughs) For no reason, as if there is a reason to go around stabbing people. Yes, you can probably put that in the category of evil, but there's probably also some other issues going on there. So are you, so it's like, are you inherently evil or is there something else that, that's not right on the inside that's causing you to do that? Yeah. So I'm, not, it's, I'm, I'm completely not a very black and white thinker. I, I always bring in all these other, <laughs> all these other aspects like, well, let's get to the bottom of why this happened. Yeah, the word of the day is nuance. I bet her fist, I bet her fatalisk, barned, patterst, compatted little kid in the background, fucking going crazy. Who's this guy? Mr. Balloons. Mr. Balloon Hands. No way. No way. Get real. Like those things. Mr. Walkway. Mr. Walk down me. I'm the walkway. Lead me to the building. Fuck you. Well, along the lines of magic a little further, you own a store you're obviously well versed in the practice you've been doing the store for five years what was there was there a defining moment in your life where you knew 
this was was your path or do you just kind of look back and and see that it was inevitable um well i just remember like being like three or four years old going to church with my mom and my grandma and just just feeling out of place like at that age like this is not first of all i'm bored as hell <laughs> second of all i just like you know when you you just feel it on the inside this is not for me and then just growing up i always felt different and then as i got older i started meeting people who were more into quote unquote things <laughs> and it just made me more comfortable being who I felt like I was and I just got to the point where I'm like you know what like this is who I am and if people don't like it I don't care like I did the the normal person thing like I went above and beyond I have five college degrees you know I own my own I have my children I've taken care of I have a son who's graduated college like I've done all the regular people things like I did that I need to I also need to be able to be who I am and if you don't like me because of that even though I've done all the other regular things like I literally don't care yeah yeah. I don't care. I really can appreciate that. And just with the the number of people that we're getting into the shop, it just validates that we did the right thing. That there, you know, there are a lot of people out there like us. Now, you mentioned your kids uh, and kind of you felt this way as a child. So there does seem to be a through line with people being able to look back and see something when they were young that you know, brought them to this alternative religion or, you know, spiritual path, whatever you want to call it. How do you relay, how are, how are you teaching your kids about magic? Well, they think it's weird. <laughs> the, <laughs> Dang it. The, knew... the oldest one, my oldest son is 24. And so he's, he's more open-minded. Uh, the younger two are 14 and 17. So they're, they're very much immersed in pop culture. Mm. And so they're just like, mom's doing voodoo again it's like that's actually not what i practice but i get what you're saying um my nephews and my sons think that my sister and i yeah we practice voodoo so we just be like you know what leave us alone we're gonna go do some voodoo and uh we'll be back yeah um but but i mean like i do and things get your in the homework house. done all right i'm gonna do voodoo on you don't leave hair in the sink boy because i'm gonna use it to do voodoo against you but like i do things in front of them they might not necessarily know what it is um i may have them participate in small things like i'll i'll do a cleansing on them and then like uh, my son's dad my middle son's dad died when i was pregnant and his birthday was on the 7th so i set up an altar for him um, and I had them help me do some things and, um, my, my, my middle son, like I said, he's 17. So he's doing the college search thing and he's just facing some challenges about making a choice. And I said, here, I showed him how to make a road opener oil. He made it. And then I said, you know, here are these things, go in your room, talk to your dad, tell him what, what issues you're having. And long story short, within two weeks, he had a full scholarship to Cheney university. Wow. And I said, see son, Witchcraft and hard work goes a long way. Yeah, and yeah, all those people out picketing your store. It's like if they could hear that story, how yeah. could you not be like, oh, that's just that's just nice. Aww, my baby daddy came through. Yeah, yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I think so many people. That's what they get wrong. They they see this pop culture representation of you know evil witches mm -hmm. and even voodoo. I mean, we could have a whole episode about the misrepresentation of voodoo in film yeah. uh but yeah if you talk to people that practice these things instead of just yelling at them about their you know 
ticket to hell. Like, you'll find out, like, oh. Right. We're not just, like, going home slaughtering animals because it's a Wednesday or, you know, we're not kidnapping <laughs> children for their for their teeth or anything like that. <laughs> well, what's funny is we have animal bones, and there was a guy, because our, our storefront is in a residential building, so there's an apartment that's directly behind us, and you can hear what's going on in the apartment, and the guy that used to live there got a puppy. And it would bark all day. And we have a curtain that's set up. so Because behind the curtain is where we keep our boxes and stuff like that. And so people would come in and they would look at the bones. And then they would hear this dog barking. And then they just kind of look at us. And they're like, that's not our dog. Like, that's, it's actually in a whole separate part of the building. <laughs> like, it's not, you can really not, freak no. them out. Like, <laughs> dog? I don't hear any dog. I don't hear any dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds like such fun to run a shop like that. It is. It's it's wild as hell. <laughs> I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more on the topic of motherhood, did you find that uh, becoming a mother and being a mother changed your perspective with magic and, you know, even further, the supernatural? Um, not necessarily, but if I think about it, it makes me think like, you know what? Women are freaking magic, like that our bodies do all that stuff Mm -hmm. and we don't die a lot of the time. Yeah. Like that, that is magic. Yeah. There's like, some like, I I don't know what else to call it. And then your body just like it changes and then it changes again. And then there's things there that weren't there before, like stretch marks. It's like, you know, it's magic. That I just continue to wake up and take care of these people every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they're leaving hair in the sink. When they're leaving hair in the sink. They don't wash their dishes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the dishes right now. Yeah, can't you just do it? Is there a spell for doing dishes? Uh, no, it's just you it's just cool. put them in the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'll write that down. Uh, yeah. Well, let's just do some little fun supernatural questions. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Now, what do you think they are? Uh, I would say people who ain't here anymore. Okay. In the physical. Okay. Yeah. They, but they're still here in the in the metaphysical. Yeah, I appreciate the simplicity of that answer. How yeah. about aliens? Yes. And what are aliens? Just people who don't live—not people, but beings who don't live on this planet. I think it's absurd. It's very conceited for humans to think that in, you know, the the galaxy, I don't even know what you call the entirety of space that we haven't even reached the end of. Like, there's no wall that's the end of it where you could be like, oh, boom, I touched the end of space to think that we're the only life out there. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I find it kind of, it's also just boring. It is like boring. people that don't let themselves think, you know, further than what they can touch. Talk about right. empiricism, yeah. like kind of ruining people's good times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, we'll just get even weirder. How about cryptids? Bigfoot. Yeah. I knew you were about to say Bigfoot. I swear, I just, I was like, he's going to ask me about Bigfoot. <laughs> and then you just asked me about Bigfoot. Um, yeah, I mean, just because I haven't seen it personally doesn't mean I don't think it's possible for it to exist. 
and I feel like I, a lot of other people have said they've seen it. I'm like, I don't know those people. I can't say they're liars. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It'd be cool to see it. I don't want to touch it, but. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I hear <laughs> they, at it. they stink too. That's what I hear. Not, I mean, that's no body shaming, I guess. Let's not body shame the, the big, <laughs> He's the big body foot. shaming Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess just in general with those sort of questions, I really always appreciate, like if you ask me, I probably would just say, I don't know. And, and I don't mean that yeah. in a like, uh, in a bad way. Like I sometimes mm-hmm. it's like depend on, depends on when you ask me. Right, right. No, I get that. Like, I, I just, that. yeah, I think sometimes it's really frustrating to see people that just have such rigid beliefs that, I don't know, they don't have any wiggle room. Uh, and you said you grew up Catholic. Yeah, like with... Or go ahead. I was going to say, like, with Bigfoot, like, why is it not possible for that creature to exist? You know, like you know, like you said, like, people are very rigid in their thinking. Why? Because you haven't seen it. Well, guess what? Like, I also have never met Jesus, so I can't yeah. say that he actually existed. That's the big one. When people hold a religious belief, but then poo-poo, like, Bigfoot as silly. It's like, Jesus? Yeah. Jesus' body disappeared from the tomb. Oh. It, like, rose up to, like, come on. <laughs> right. I mean, that's cool. Like, yeah. if he did, like, that's cool. Yeah. But I didn't see it, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't I can't say. Are you familiar with the I don't know what the name of the theory is, but I like this uh this idea that sort of a all a lot of paranormal happenings are linked because sometimes there's there's certain areas in the world where you get more alien abductions and ghost sightings and cryptid sightings yeah. and it's just kind of uh mm-hmm. like maybe like an interdimensional crossover and then we mm-hmm. apply our yeah our culture on top of it we see a bigfoot we see a little green man mm-hmm. do you yeah what's what do you think of reality or like agreed upon reality how how tenuous is it i just feel like if enough people have experienced it or seen it then who am i to say that they're wrong yeah or that they're lying sort of where just that... like you know i know what my experiences have been but you know somebody can't tell me that i haven't experienced what i've experienced because i have i have i have <laughs> yeah. and that's my reality uh can you relay before we we're nearing the end of the episode here is there a yeah i'm nearing the end of my battery life too uh, well, perfect <laughs> see about look at this it's all the synchronicities they're they're lining up uh is there yeah. a quick you know, supernatural experience you'd like to relay to the listeners just to get them, you know, thinking a little outside of the box? Yeah, well, this actually happened in the shop. There was a woman last year, I think prior to COVID. Um, it was only the woman and myself in the shop and music was playing. And she was standing there near the counter. And I heard somebody say, how are you today? So I looked at her and I said, oh, I'm doing well. How are you? And she looked at me like, huh? And I said, did you just hear that? And she said, yeah. So we both plain as day heard a woman's voice say, how are you today? But neither of us said it. And I said, well, let me make sure it wasn't the song. So I rewound the song and it wasn't the song. But both the woman and I heard it just clear as day. A woman's voice. How are you today? 
did she? <laughs> and I was like, anything else you want to share with us, <laughs> <Yeah>. ma'am? <laughs> did, yeah, can you yeah, tell this woman to, you know, spend $100? <laughs> Yeah, what's the lottery number? Yeah, yeah, a really, little more than, hey, how are you, please. Right, what else, what else? Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you making the time. Oh, thank you for having me. Is there, how can the, as we call them here, the fakers, how can the fakers find fakers. you and follow you? Uh, artsandcraftspgh.com. That's arts the, with an S, the letter N, crafts. With an S, pgh.com, and on all of the social meds, we're at Arts and Crafts PGH. Hell yeah. Well, listeners, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fake Ritual and on Twitter at Fake Ritual Blog. Visit us at fakeritual.com. Email us at fake.ritual.inc at gmail.com. And please rate, review, subscribe where you get your podcasts. Uh, so the other day, iTunes, I have two ratings, and they're both five stars. So whoever did that, Ooh. thank you so much. Let's make it three. But Dr. Amber Epps, would you please, would you care to join me in in my sign-off, in our sign-off, which is to wish the fakers, or to tell the fakers, to go fake themselves? Yes. Okay. Um, All you fake, should I just say what I want to say, or are we saying it together? We'll say it together, if unless you got something. Okay, okay. Unless you got a message no, you want to okay. deliver. No, okay, I got really excited. <laughs> no, I'm good. We can... Well, All this, right. it sometimes doesn't sync up, but that's sort of the fun here. Okay. So, I'll count to three. All right. One, two, three. Go, Go fake, fake yourself. yourself. <laughs> That's great. Thanks again for listening. The show is produced by me, Lucas Sloppy. The intro was provided by Will Marshall, and music was provided by Johnny Arlett. Stay tuned next week for a returning guest and an exploration of a dark Disney film. But until then, remember, fakers, evil queens are people too. Seahorses forever. <laughs> <laughs>